Hey, good people. Welcome to the latest episode of the Atlanta Entrepreneurs Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Ann Taylor, and I'm the owner of the law office of Stacey Ann Taylor, LLC, here in Atlanta, Georgia. My law firm specializes in business law services, including contract drafting and negotiation, trademark registration, copyright registration, and also working with franchisees. Good people, it is Friday, February 5th. It's about 11.15 in the morning, and I am so thrilled to be able to carve out some time to record this episode. This is episode number 27 of the Atlanta Entrepreneur's Legal Podcast, and it is called, What is a Franchise Agreement? This is the third episode, third and final episode in a three-part series that I have been doing for the last few weeks on franchises. The first episode was episode number 25, and it was called The Dream and the Nightmare of Franchise Ownership. The second episode, uh, which I recorded and released last week, was episode number 26, and that one was called What is a Franchise Disclosure Document? And now, of course, I'm recording episode number 27, as I said, and it's called What is a Franchise Agreement? So, good people, um, I really have gotten the opportunity uh, lately, especially to work with franchisees or or even potential or prospective franchisees. And I have to say that I really love it because franchises in particular, you know, offer people who have never owned a business the opportunity theoretically to hit the ground running and to, you know, be a part of what should be or what could be a profitable business, you know, fairly early on in the first year, in the first few years, um, franchises give franchisees the opportunity to basically get a head start. So I want to talk to you all today about franchise agreements, you know, about what is in a franchise agreement. And generally speaking, there will be certain terms in a franchise agreement uh, that should be there. Uh, certain clauses should definitely appear in the agreement, but at its very core, a franchise agreement is really just a binding, a legally binding contract between the franchisor and the franchisee. And franchise agreements don't necessarily have a certain order in which you know certain con- contractual terms and clauses appear. However, you'll kind of see that, um, you know, certain clauses tend to be earlier in the agreement and others tend to be later. So when you first look at a franchise agreement, and it could be any length, I mean, some can be relatively short, uh, you know, 15 pages or something like that. And some can be uh, very long, very, very long, really dozens and dozens of pages. So the first thing to do is to... Understand if you haven't been working with an attorney up to this point in terms of, um, you know, reviewing the franchise disclosure document, which the franchisor is required by law to provide to you at least two weeks, at least 14 days before they give you the franchise agreement to review and sign. If you haven't been working, first of all, if you haven't gotten the franchise disclosure document, you need to hit pause. Definitely don't sign that franchise agreement. Hit pause ask the franchisor about it. And if they are pushing back or giving you the runaround, um, if I were you, I would run in the opposite direction. 
I would run in the opposite direction. Uh, again, the franchisor is required by law um, to provide you with the franchise disclosure document at least 14 days before they give you this franchise agreement to sign. So if you have up to this point, you know, not been working with an attorney, a business attorney, a franchise attorney, I would strongly encourage you to get one. Definitely don't sign a franchise agreement without speaking with an attorney and letting them review the document. Um, Franchise agreements, of course, because they are drafted by the franchisor, they favor the franchisor. That, That definitely needs to be understood. However, some of them favor the franchisor in such a one-sided way that um, you really should not be signing them. So again, if you haven't been working with an attorney and you're looking at a franchise agreement um, you know, on your desk, definitely don't sign it without you know, conferring with an attorney and, and letting them tell you what they think. But anyway, at the beginning of a franchise agreement will be some sort of explanation, usually uh, at the beginning, some sort of explanation of... Um, what rights they are granting you as a franchisee. You know, you have the right to use, for example, their logo, or you have the right to use their software or their trademark or whatever. You know, you you are granted certain rights as a franchisee in this franchise agreement. You'll also usually see somewhere up at the beginning, um, you know, an explanation of what your franchise territory, what what the territory will be for your particular franchise location. And, um, you know, usually it's, it's expressed in miles. The territory uh, is expressed in miles. Um, and, you know, it's just an explanation of where your location will be and how many miles around that location is considered to be your territory. And that means, of course, that the franchisor is not going to drop another franchise location, you know, within that territory. Because you want to, of course, avoid cannibalism, essentially, uh, with a franchise, definitely you can definitely have uh, reduced store traffic if you have franchises that are you know too close together, as well as some other ramifications of um, having franchise locations too too close together. So, in any event, um, those are the first couple of things that you will typically see um, in in the beginning. Also, in within the first few pages, there will usually be some discussion about the franchise fee, whatever the franchise fee is. Um, again, it can be excuse me, in the low thousands, it could be really hundreds of thousands or even a couple million, depending on what kind of franchise you're purchasing. You know, cleaning company, travel agency, those types of franchises usually are, you know, in the thousands, maybe tens of thousands. Um, Franchises for fast food restaurants, as I've said before in previous episodes, tend to be in the hundreds of thousands and really go up to a couple of million for well-known large um, fast food chains that we would, you know, all recognize the names of. So um, that is, you know, what you would typically see in terms of a franchise fee. When you're looking at that section, you know, when you, you, of course, have your lawyer looking at the document, just make sure, just confirm that the franchise fee that's revealed in the franchise agreement is, in fact, the fee that, you know, you the, the fee, the quote that you were given by the franchisor. That's usually not a problem, but just, just double check. Also, um, the early section regarding the fees will usually include uh, some discussion about uh, what additional purchases are necessary to to get the franchise up and running. The fee goes to the franchisor, 
And then there is uh, there are some initial operating costs, like you may need to get uniforms, or you need you may need to purchase from the you know from the franchisor. You need to purchase you may need to purchase uniforms. You may need to purchase a um, you know software system, cash register system, uh, things of that nature that will also be required, and that's separate from. This is very important. That's that's separate from the uh, initial franchise fee. Then there will usually be some discussion of any additional fees early on. It may be in a separate clause, um, like the royalty fee. The royalty fee is the ongoing fee. Some franchisers charge it, you know, monthly, quarterly, whatever. It's the ongoing fee that the franchisor is making uh, from your profits. Usually, it's usually your gross profits, by the way, not your net profits uh, that the royalty fee is being taken out of. Um, so yeah, there's the royalty fee, and there may be other fees. There may be a separate advertising fee. Some of these franchisors will charge a separate, a totally separate, sometimes monthly, quarterly, annual, um, or even annual marketing, advertising and marketing fee, so that uh, you know they can do some regional or even national marketing campaigns. They can do some ongoing marketing campaigns to bring business, to bring traffic to your specific uh, franchise location as well as others. Um, so those are kind of the earlier terms um, or, or clauses that you will typically see. You'll also see, um, as you go further and further through the document, you'll see the term, of course, uh, the actual term of these, the franchise agreement, and that's very important. It can be anything from a few years, you know, three years, five years. Well, I guess five is not a few, but all right. Three years, and you know, maybe five years to 10, 15, or 20 years. Yes, there are 20-year franchise agreements. And the reason for the discussion, of course, of the term is one, to let you know how long you're legally bound by this agreement. That's important. Um, but also, generally speaking, these terms kind of reflect how long it may take you to um, recoup your initial investment and start becoming profitable, um, you know, for a reasonable amount of time. So um, some of these larger investments, again, if you're going to be getting a fast food French franchise from a large fast food franchise, or yeah, it's going to take you a minute to get to get your to recoup your initial investment, probably and get your money back. So um, that's the terms will again will usually fairly accurate, accurately reflect you know, how long it's going to take to have a stable, not just recoup your money, but have a stable, profitable business. The ones that just have a few years for the term, it's obviously it's business that's not going to take you long to recoup your investment and become stable. The ones that have longer years, it's because it may take you literally like seven years, eight years in the beginning just to get your all your money back. Um, and then, you know, to become stable and all that, it may take you several more years. So they may give you, you know, a 12 or 15 year term. So in any event, that's just something to be aware of regarding the term of the franchise agreement. In addition, um, you know, you will essentially a franchise agreement. And I'm sure this has become clear if it wasn't already basically lays out the business relationship and um, between the franchisor and the franchisee and basically the obligations of each party. Um, so you should be paying special attention as a franchisee to things like um, the uh, advertising and marketing section. There may be a separate section in the franchise agreement regarding 
advertising and marketing. I'm not talking about the fees. I'm talking about like what obligations the franchisor has to advertise and market on your behalf. Um, also, there should be, there will likely be some sort of like training section, section like training or ongoing um, uh, operations like that. That should be in there. Will likely be in there, and that will just provide you with an overview of um, what the franchisor will be responsible for in terms of training you um, and training your employees at your franchise location. Not every single franchise agreement has this, depending on the nature of the business, but um, very often you will see this this training section and you should definitely pay attention to it. Also, there should be a section about um, intellectual property, like what, your, what you as a franchisee... Um, uh, what intellectual property you were allowed to use. Uh, essentially, you're being granted a, you know, a license to use trademarks, logos, that kind of thing uh, associated with the franchise that you are purchasing. And then, you know, there will be sections about um, confidentiality, obviously, and also depending on the kind of business that you're franchising. Yeah, you definitely will be signing, will will have some sort of confidentiality clause including this agreement for you to sign. Then there will be, a, you know, a section on indemnification. Also, um, you know, what kind of insurance, if you are required to, in, required to carry separate insurance or if the franchisor is going to provide insurance for you as part of the agreement. Um, all of that should be in here. And also very, this is going towards the end now, there will be a discussion about whether or not you can assign your franchise, you, you can sell your right to your franchise to someone else. Usually you can, but you have to get the permission in writing of the franchise or just FYI. Um, and then also termination, like what, what are the grounds for termination of this agreement? Usually it's because in the, in the agreement, it will say something like, um, franchisor can terminate for breach. Sometimes they'll allow you to fix the breach of conference or contract. Um, what in legal jargon is called, they'll allow you to cure uh, the breach. But, um, you know, it, all of these agreements are unique and different. So these are just some things for you uh, to be aware of and that you should be um, honing in on as you and your lawyer uh, are reading through the franchise agreement. So good people, that's it. That's all I've got for today. Uh, and I hope that this three-part series on franchises has been beneficial for you. And if you are not planning to buy a franchise, but you know someone who is, definitely you know, provide the link, uh, you know, just share the link with them uh, for this three-episode arc because I think it's really valuable information. And I hope I've, I hope I've done it justice in these three 15-minute episodes. You've just finished listening to the latest episode of the Atlanta Entrepreneur's Legal Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon Podcasts.